1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on
2: LinkedIn.com/recommend today. I'm just physically unable to talk until it hits that. You, can't, you just can't talk over that part, right? Uh, okay, I'm done creeping people out for today. <laughs> <laughs> well, until about 4:20, then I'll start again. Yeah, uh, it's like actually, you're not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wrote, I wrote the story. Rach said that I, I showed it to her when you, when I first started the show, which was so 2016. Like, yeah, so that's longer wow. ago than I thought. Uh, and I recorded it today. And uh, then we put the spooky music behind it and we listened to it. So I freaked myself out. So now I'm all like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm it's someone's sleepover high for the first time in my life mm-hmm. or something, I'm like, you know what else? <laughs> Let me tell you about pizza wheels. They're like, okay, just take it easy, Dave.
1: It's going to be fine. <laughs> what if this is a dream?
2: <laughs> what if this? Oh, yeah. don't do that. Don't encourage me. like, don't say that. Yeah, don't encourage me. <laughs> Rach, you had a ruling? I do
0: have a ruling. So I saw this on Reddit earlier today. The question was, am I the jerk? Or rather, is my sister the jerk? So this man was writing that his sister is a vegan, has been for about three years now. And everyone in his family is very respectful of her life choices. And every time they have like Thanksgiving and Christmas or any kind of family meal, they make sure to have plenty of vegan options for the sister to eat. Now they have a family reunion coming up and the sister is hosting it. And she wants to do an all vegan menu for the entire family. And he said some family members are really upset by this and they feel like they should have, you know, meat eater options at the function, just like she's able to have vegan options at the function. So the question is, who's the jerk here? The person who's insisting on everyone going vegan or the people who are saying you should feed us our regular food?
2: Um, I'll go first. Uh, I don't think either are being a jerk. uh, If you're hosting, you know, dealer's choice, you get to do what you want to do. I would not personally be excited going to an all vegan family reunion because I'm not a vegan uh but if if i were hosting and my sibling insisted that i do vegan because they're vegan now you're the jerk like it's reasonable to ask for some vegan choices but to say because i'm vegan everyone has to be vegan and you're not hosting now you're a jerk but if you're hosting i think you're a little bit of a jerk i mean like it would be nice to give people choices uh, the same way that if I were hosting and a few people were vegan and I said, no vegan choices, you're, meat, you're eating meat today, then I'm a little bit of a jerk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: True. What do you think, Wheels?
1: I do think the sister's being a jerk. You think so? But don't do that to your family. Why would you ever do that? If they were, if they were gracious enough to say, we know that she's not going to eat the things that we're eating, we'll make sure that we provide some things that she'll eat. Why wouldn't she then return the favor? good point because what she's trying to do is it feels to me like she's trying to shame them a little bit. Mm. Like this is my way, my way is the good way, you should be doing it my way, which you know like I I you you're you're the jerk when you're putting your family in that position. I I don't see why you wouldn't be like and if you wanted to say I'm only making these things but you're free to bring other things. That's different. It's it's still a little bit jerky because they have proven that they would go out of their yeah. way to do things that would be beneficial to kind you of
2: show offy controlly yeah like she's probably yeah. she's probably thinking they're all going to be vegan after this i'm going to wow them with vegan food and no one's going to ever eat a hot dog again after this mm-hmm. meal and yeah that's probably just not true
1: i'm a big fan of the just don't play games with your family right don't, it, that feels like a game it feels like you're testing me somehow You know, if 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 it's one thing that's saying I don't want to prepare anything that has to do with meat, because look, part of being a vegan can be some of its health, but some of it can also be an objection to eating meat, which I would have no problem with someone saying, I can't do that. I can't prepare it. I'm not going to do that. But you're welcome to bring what you want. Yeah, that's a different thing.
2: Uh, I want everyone to weigh in on this, but. Before I forget it, someone just told me a story over the weekend that they live in a very diverse neighborhood and they uh, recently moved in and they were grilling and a neighbor asked them very nicely, could you not do that anymore? Because a lot of us in this neighborhood are vegan and the very smell of barbecued meat is offensive to us. Could you find another way to prepare your meat so that we don't have to
1: smell it? Hmm. sorry hmm.
0: yeah we're living in the usa baby sorry. you gotta be able yeah. to grill the meat outside
1: that would be to me it'd be the equivalent of saying you live on our street most of us aren't smokers so could you not smoke cigarettes because we can smell it like no that's okay that's that's your that's a you problem not a me problem
3: yeah i mean very few people have zero issues with their neighbors you know what i mean and that's why we have issues with neighbors. It's because sometimes... Spoken like someone who I bet has issues with
0: their neighbors. <laughs> lots and lots and he lots, You might be baby. the issue neighbor. It, <laughs> it would also be
2: like, look, no
0: one has zero issues, okay? Let's just get
2: that out there. But we
0: all have neighborhood complaints against us. <laughs> we all
1: had of, the police visit. These kinds of things, though, are better addressed once you know somebody. Yeah. You don't just walk up to someone that just moved in and be like, hey... Hi, we don't barbecue Mm here. Like, but if you got to know somebody and you get to be friendly with them, and then you bring it up in a conversation, like you know, it'd be great. I mean, we're you know, I really enjoyed getting to know you and your family. If you guys couldn't, you know, what, just however you want to phrase it, it's different when you know someone and have a relationship versus somebody new and just basically dive bomb. Isn't
2: that story sort of a microcosm for how we're trying to run each other's lives politically? Hmm. You know. Yeah, How's that much different than the kind of stuff that Congress fights well, over? Well,
0: it's actually, it's much nicer than the way Congress fights, because at least the neighbors in this case said, yeah, could you please not? And Congress is more like, you shall never do this ever again. I, it is my my final wish that I stop you from doing, you know, whatever the issue is. So the people in your story are actually being way nicer. But I, I you're right. It's, I mean,
1: how... You, let's say you buy a new home and you have your, you have a dog you have a pet and the people around you are against people having pets they shouldn't be pet, animals shouldn't be pets yeah, they we should don't be free hear your dog. I, don't come talk to me that's not i mean just that's not you don't get to dictate to other people what they're free to do when it comes to things that are uh, not against the law right yeah. like i mean if somebody's you know blowing up a bonfire in their backyard and you're not allowed to based on ordinances or whatever. That's a different thing.
2: Can I change the topic quickly? And it's weird because we're going back to something we talked about in the first weird hour. Okay. Normally, so I have the show sheet in front of me where uh, all three of these guys say, hey, Dave, here are my submissions. For the best things to talk about today. And I normally read Andrews because it's always so weird. <laughs> and today I laughed out loud when I read one of Wheeler's. Here, Here is what it is. In all caps, topic dash. Werner Herzog says he hasn't had a dream in over a year. We know that's BS. <laughs> it's true. What is... Th- I- don't you? Doesn't don't everybody think dream every night? Anyone has ever written that sentence in the history of the world?
0: Never. He's once. Lying. That guy totally dreams. Well, everybody
1: does. You just don't remember them sometimes. I never would have thought it's just Wheeler the Werner Herzog. Wheeler took. Part of I saw the story took and it was five five funny.
3: Days on vacation and came back with a bone to pick with Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. <laughs> he's not he annoying. He's I love him. He's the coolest. There are times you're like, he come got, on, bro. He got shot on in an interview and then uh, yeah, and then t- called the camera crew cowards for running away. I'm not
1: saying I hate the guy. I'm just saying something. Sometimes he's a little weird. A little Werner goes a long way. Yeah, for me. <laughs> he's good in a lot. He's he no. was good in which which of the Star Wars shows was he just in? The Mandalorian. Oh, man, the Mandalorian. Man. He was great. He was great. I, I, I don't I, hate it. I just I tried, would tried like to,
0: to see the baby. Yeah, I just, I
2: tried, just tried to watch his film about <laughs> volcanoes. Uh huh. And and it's just like the lava. It's orange. And I'm
3: just like okay, that's oh, enough Werner for that's me. That's the <laughs> reason
2: to watch his I'll movie.
0: That's <laughs> the
3: best. The part in Grizzly Man where he listens to the the tape oh of. Timothy Treadwell getting killed, and he's like, You must never play this for you, anyone you must again. That's yeah. it. Yeah.
2: It's so good. It's so funny. Funny?
3: It's kind of funny. Oh my God. He's such a weirdo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I was would've... my point. He's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he's a
1: weirdo. I don't hate him. He's just weird.
0: <laughs> it is a little, okay, I, I do get where Wheeler is coming from, though. <laughs> it is a little strange to be like a, an intelligent man to say, I haven't dreamt in a year. Yes, you have. You just don't remember that. Yeah. I have a ruling.
2: We're all over the place today, but who cares? Okay. Yo. I have a ruling.
0: Another ruling. Two rulings uh, in one segment. Guilty. A couple,
2: couple nights ago, <laughs> our old company, Emmis, had a little get-together because uh, a few of the people who used to work at 97.1 left and started their own station, Tony and Jeff and those guys, and they were working out of the old building where we used to be, where I was for like 18 years. And they had a little reunion because they are moving offices, and it's goodbye this building. And none of us went, not for any you know mean reasons. we just all had things that we needed to do. I was watching the ball game with Nick and Rach had stuff, what have you. But here's my question uh, and this isn't about any one individual, it's not even about about that Emmas party. It just made me think of it. When you have a reunion from a, a workplace, is it cool? Is it kosher, or is it real weird if people show up who were fired?
0: Ooh, that's a good rolling. Whoa.
2: Great question. If it's been like years,
3: oh,
1: depends on the circumstance. I think. Like, how yeah. did you go out? If you did, were they like, have to have right. security escort you out. Right. In that case, <laughs> eh, a little weird. If you were, if you
3: were like, if you were like loved by everybody, but you just were like kind of a bad employee. Yeah, budget and, cuts or what have you. Yeah, budget cuts or like I don't know. Maybe you like stole something from the company and they fired you. <laughs> or whatever. I'm just
0: saying. Straight, I'm just saying. You know, a thing minor thing down. like that.
3: <laughs> Budget cuts, or you stole something
0: from the company. I was
3: trying to think of why you might get fired, even though everybody loves you. <laughs> you're so weird.
2: Um, Maybe you, know, you're, no you tell so much about yourself. In I your mean, responses. what have you just Maybe embezzled? You're embezzling <laughs> right. tens of thousands? I don't know.
3: Like,
0: it wasn't a big deal, but you <laughs> did try to murder the president <laughs> of the company.
3: And then in 2025, they caught oh, you, and then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not. Sh- I don't. It, it, if, if it's a place that still exists, then there's a reunion. That's weirder to me than if it's a place that doesn't exist anymore. Like the original radio network I worked with way back in the in the day, you know, '90s into the early 2000s, doesn't really exist anymore. But a lot of the guys that work there, there's a little Facebook group, and it's like I worked at this place, and occasionally they get together. That's a lot less weird than if it still existed.
0: Yeah, like if Odyssey had a reunion and someone who got fired last year showed up. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: that would be a little
0: strange. I feel like if uh, I were the one. You know what happens, though? You know oh, what yeah. has to happen? I'm sure it does. If I just know if I were the one who was fired, you would not catch me. No. It. No. I mean, I would just feel yeah. too weird.
3: I would be embarrassed, I
1: think. Yeah. To show up. be afraid of what I'd say to somebody. I I do it again. That's what we love.
2: (laughs) Budget cuts. Maybe you stole stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You stole a bunch of toilet paper because you didn't feel like going out and buying toilet paper. It was
1: COVID. I mean, you
2: know. (laughs) Here's something else. 222 DGS. Uh, Man, this show's all over the place. There's nothing to do but but just go with it. Uh, Here's some thoughts that, that I had last night. So I'm 59. And uh, I hope I can do this job for another 10 years or so. But, you know, best laid plans. Who knows? And I've done uh, quite well, way better than I ever thought I would, and uh, have been terrible uh, about watching finances and stuff. So I'm like, you know, I should be better off than I am, but I'm fine. But it's it's not weird. It's uh, It's something to me that... I know that it's America, and you make your own way, and if you're smart, you start saving in your 20s, and you put that money away, and you build that nest egg, and when it's time to retire, you're all set. I've seen the commercials on TV, and I know that many, many people do that. But there's some people like me that like go-kart rides, and there's some people who just don't make that much money in their life. And it just is sort of sad to me that that so many people have to enter their old age worrying so much about just getting by. And I'm not saying, like, let's become socialist or let's become Denmark. But when you get to be 59, you start – Denmark starts looking pretty good. You know, <laughs> you start thinking, like, boy, it would be nice if someone had kind of done this for me a little bit. And, I, look, you anyone who listens to the show knows I have broad shoulders. Everything I've ever done, I take the blame. And, you know, when I was so broke I couldn't buy Nick Christmas, I was a lawyer. That's on me. That's not on anyone else. I could have gone to a financial advisor. You know, I never blame anyone else. I don't blame the system. But being at that point, it just kind of sucks heading into
3: the last chapter, but you get what I'm saying. I've always been a believer that the government should take more care. Our government specifically, I should say, uh, should take better care of its citizens. You know what I mean? I think there should be some assurances for us, I think the stuff like healthcare, maybe those little, you know, kind of social security nest eggs or whatever. I think the government should do a better job of 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 providing those to all of the citizens. I it really bothers me that we have such a hard to say well functioning when you look at like the Congress right now, but like a high functioning government of so what is supposedly. The only way
2: to pay for that would be to raise everyone's
3: taxes by a lot. Would you be cool with that? I also look at other places to cut out. I look at, um, this is not maybe the most popular thing to say right now, but I look at a lot of the like foreign aid that we give out. I'm not anti-foreign aid, but I am a big believer that you should- Take care of your own first. We should cut our own grass before we start like offering to cut the grass of everybody else in the neighborhood.
1: Wheels? I mean, I think a lot of it's changed because workplaces have changed. Right. I mean, it used to be didn't used to be the standard you go get a job and because my neighborhood because you had benefits and you would build toward a pension and a retirement. And now it's on you. Like you've got to do that separately. It used to be a part of your job. And for various reasons. Right. I mean, some of it's just international competition. People can have things manufactured in parts of the world where none of that exists. And people are making a dollar fifty an hour. And for them, that's a lot. So they want to take that job. And we have to compete globally as opposed to just competing in a, in a set marketplace. Um, I don't know that there's an easy way to fix it. I get where Andrew's coming from on we could spend less on other things and make sure that we're taking care of things like Social Security. But we all, ha- I mean, everybody who's retired now has Social Security. I mean, that, it's, it's beyond that that they don't have any coverage yeah, it's I guess,
3: beyond I guess I that, mean, that. I guess where, I mean beyond that. I, I I misspoke a bit when I said Kevin's right. Like the Social Security, obviously, that is something that exists, and that is something that the government has done a pretty good job with.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that we can we can look at those things, but some of that stuff that we do spending wise is also to avert future problems. Is to that we're not going to step in something big later on. It's hard to me. I mean, part of this, too, if you want to start cutting anything, I mean, how about we start cutting subsidies to huge, profitable corporations? I mean, if you make a profit every year, why do you need somebody else's money to conduct business?
2: It is total crap that I paid 35 or 40% of my income and rich guys pay 6 to 13%. Yeah. You know, if I made double three times what I did, I would pay 30, 40 grand at my taxes done by a forensic accountant And I'd have Cayman Island accounts, and I'd pay 10% taxes.
1: What's funny, too, though, is you also, like, we saw uh, UAW came to the agreement with Ford, right? Well, and we saw that the Writers Guild recently came to the agreement to get their contract settled with the movie studios. The SAG-After one is still going on. It's funny how people get mad about those things, but those are the things that actually enable, like, people to have retirements. Whether it's making more money so you can just put it into your 401k, or actually, getting some of those benefits through the company, regardless of which way it goes, that's why the la- like organized labor still needs to exist. Because if it doesn't, that'll all get taken away. Because every opportunity it's been able to been taken away, it has been.
2: It will be very, very interesting to see what happens if I'm alive at ninety. To see what uh, Nick and Phoebe Glover do mm. with the world, you know what Rachel and Andrew do with yeah. the world. Yeah. Uh, is it more like Denmark? Uh, you know,
1: it. I just don't know that. I don't. It, it gets back into the same thing we were talking about with guns earlier, or to politics. When it, anytime we're doing this, it, there are all kinds of middle grounds to be reached if people would just sit sit and talk, as opposed to my side needs to win, your side is evil, that whole nonsense.
2: 234 DGS on KMOX coming up at 420. We'll do uh, Halloween stories, uh, one from me, one from a listener. Uh, we're doing that today and tomorrow and Monday, and then we'll do a whole hour on Uh, Halloween proper, where I will be reading you a story, an original story that I wrote based on my recurring child nightmares. Yep, that's what KMOX is down to now. Uh, So all this is uh, brought to you by Portlandia Big Believer Cabernet. It is the bottle with the Bigfoot on it. If you go to our social media, you can see a picture of the bottle. And uh, we thank our buddies over at Lore Distributing for sponsoring Halloween as they have many years in the past. Uh, Let's do stairway.
1: What would you like to do? We've been all over the place today. Is there anything would you like to do? Something, something sexy. Something sportsy? Would you rather do something sciencey? I got some stuff. You know, lots of stuff. Surprise some, me. All right, let's go sciencey. Okay. So we're obviously still, not we, you and me and Rachel and Andrew, we're not doing this, but scientists are still trying to learn about Antarctica, right? It's impossible Ooh, to I like do much because you're under a couple of kilometers of ice and there's just, you're not going to be able to see the surface, but they have new technologies that they're using that is helping them read the land mass under the ice in East Antarctica. And that's helping them understand what it looked like before and what might be there and what it might mean for how the ice is shaping things, what it might mean for what happens if there's further temperature change. Cause there've been times apparently where this land has been closer to the surface, than it is now, and they're trying to figure out all of this. What I thought what I thought was interesting in reading the story was we know less about what's under that ice than we know about the surface of Mars. And that feels impossible. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not. I understand why, because we don't have, at least to my understanding, we apparently don't have the technology to get through two kilometers of ice. Um, And and you probably could get through it, but what damage are you going to cause? How much time does it take? But that's the crazy – it's it's easier, more feasible to put a rover on a planet (laughs) super far away than it is to figure out how to get underneath two kilometers of ice at the bottom of the earth.
2: I'm so fascinated by Antarctica, like Admiral Byrd, who seemed to be a real guy, a national hero (laughs) – who reported that they're, they're, the earth hollow and there are people who live there? And I was down there and all this craziness. And I, I think people who think the earth is flat are dumb. But uh, with the whole ice wall. But then when you watch shows about Antarctica, you're like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I kind of
2: understand why. And what
1: they're, what they're able to do, I don't really understand the tech part of this as well as the people that are doing it, but. What they're able to do is uh, some version of ground-penetrating radar. They're able to kind of map the the ground underneath so they can see where there are riverbeds. They can see where there might be valleys or hills or whatever. And they can take a look at the terrain, and they realize that—and we all know this, right? I mean, there was a time before the Ice Age when Antarctica was just a continent. It was just like the rest of the world. At one point, they were all connected. What's under there? Like, (laughs) what— I just read that there is a sea
2: bigger than all of the oceans we know of, down way deep in the crust of the of the Earth. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's more water in there. Yes.
0: Where at? Do do we know? I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: I mean, this, this is one of those things that I'm like, you know, just reading and seeing these yeah. headlines. You're like, uh, how about that? Huh? I I I think <laughs> this is pretty interesting though. So. <laughs> the scientists just came out. We're we're really living in a time of corrections. A lot of it based on the Webb telescope, but but scientists are the last couple of years have been like, oops, yeah. we thought this, we're wrong. It's that. <laughs> and just yesterday, I, I read this thing uh, where they think the moon is forty million years older than it is, and the prevailing theory on how the moon was uh, created is that a planet almost the size of us, like maybe Mars-sized, I think it was called Thera, hit the Earth and boom, gigantic collision. And the shrapnel that was uh, caused from that created the moon. And that uh, we basically just absorbed that other planet. And they have recently, and this is a real story, you can Google this, this isn't just Dave you know, saying stuff, uh, they have found continent-sized pieces of what they think is Thera, that planet that hit us, down near the core of the Earth. That it's still there, but it's it's that. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? So that would
1: have been before... Billions of years ago. Say, before it, the planet cooled. Yes. Before landmass was formed. Yes. That's fascinating. Well, no, the Earth could
2: have been crusty but when we hit this planet it all went back to molten mm. and then mm. the stuff that was just i mean that's how you know you have nebulas uh the, the gas swirls around and uh becomes a star and then the extra stuff that didn't become the star become planets and the extra stuff that didn't become planets become moons of the planets and that's how it seems to be all over the universe that we can see and that's what happened with us and and uh, we're just kind of figuring out how all that happened. Huh. And there's so many things, like, like Jupiter. If Jupiter wasn't where it is, we wouldn't be here
3: because it takes so many of the incoming asteroids and such. How did the planet hit us? And why has that never happened? I mean, a planet hitting a planet, it seems like an almost impossible thing to have happen.
2: Um, well, I mean, when the solar system was forming, it was just a very volatile, violent time, you know? I mean, that's what the Oort cloud is, is all of these asteroids out there. Uh, but but there were things hitting each other all the time. I mean, hmm, things okay. the size of a grain of
3: salt, things the size of an apple, things the size of Manhattan, and things the size of the Earth. And the reason it doesn't happen anymore is because it all kind of settled. Yeah, it kind of settled down. The things that hit were going to hit, and right. then now it's—oh, interesting. But back then, uh, from what I understand, it was just like a billiards
2: table that you're just constantly— Throwing the balls around. I'm just
1: all of the stuff that we're discovering. We we, this is a theme that comes up with us all the time. Is like we're always discovering these new things, whether it's you know the ocean under the land or the evidence of the planet collision or what are we going to find? Like if you can find a way to get under the ice or let's say part of it melts off for some reason, how many questions get answered because we're finding out so much just based on what we have access to already. You've got a whole continent that says it, it's it's bigger than the United States, isn't it? What's Antarctica? That? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, that's an enormous amount of space that's not even be, hasn't been looked at with modern and eyes. And I don't think anyone
2: owns it. I think that's the thing. I think it's like this cooperative thing that, you know, like there are all these stories of the Nazis had right. know, bases there and yeah. such, but I don't think it's owned by anyone.
1: Santa maybe. Just think about like species that are underneath that ice. Yeah. You know, animal missing links that could be underneath that. I mean, like that's the fun thing to me, and that's the fun thing about all the stuff that we're learning is there. There's so much more than what we thought, and it's going back further and further than we thought. And I
2: still have, the, <laughs> I still have this thing in my the back of my mind because I'm such a amateur science nerd that when you're smart enough to actually get a PhD, that when you get it, all the other scientists go okay. Now we're going to tell you the truth. We've made all this up. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: like, we're just guessing. We're just, You're yeah, in we're the just, club now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, well, your thesis was great based on the crap we taught you, mm-hmm. but that's just crap that someone taught us. We don't know anything about yeah. it.
0: Not to be negative, but whenever you hear things like, the moon is actually 40 million years older than we thought, it's like, well, <laughs> how did you arrive at that original <laughs> yeah. figure? Well, yeah. the rest of are going go,
1: okay. That, but see, that in that sense, though, like 40 million sounds like a lot. When you're talking about a 13 billion year old universe, it's not like you don't have to be off by very much to be off by 40 million years. It would be like our budget, right? If you're off by 40 billion dollars. Well, it's one point nine trillion. You know, it's there's there's the, the, the it takes a very small error to make what seems yeah. like a huge. I'm
2: mistake. incredibly impressed with smart people and scientists and people today and the Web Telescope. I'm more impressed with people thousands of years ago who looked at the same sky I did and went, I bet those are planets.
1: Yeah. I would. And also charted the movement
2: never, of all of it. Never. I would
0: have been lifting heavy stuff. And, like, <laughs> there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Whoever yeah, figured out algebra and was like, all right, right? Yeah. we're going to solve for X. And everyone's like, what and are you talking about? There's
2: something. What's <laughs> the, who is it, Py- Py- Pythagoras? that yeah, the that's, theorem. It's never been improved on. And that happened so long ago, and it's like, math- mathematicians today are like, nope, it's still just,
3: that's the standard. Do you think if we didn't have, like, TV, movies, video games, like... We'd, stuff to occupy us. We'd stuff be farther like, along. Yeah. Do you think we would be inventing no. like impossible, unsolvable? I don't think theorems. you and I would. I was
2: gonna say. I think <laughs> the people <laughs> that Maybe are doing all those we. things like <laughs> <laughs> us, we're not the ones figuring these things
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was back in the day. We would have been the ones like, yeah. "Give me the axe. It's time to cut the trees." But, but
3: Pythagoras I, I, had like nothing else to do. I I think that people like that are just freaks
2: in the best sort of way. Yeah. Usain Bolt is a freak. Uh, um,
0: well, look at all the people inventing. Andre the
2: Giant was a freak.
0: Artificial intelligence and teaching it deep learning. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we could be doing that. They have just as many opportunities yeah. to sit around and do nothing as us, but they Yeah. I think they're like the do people
2: do we went to grade school with that could turn their eyelids inside out.
1: As the kids say, <laughs> they're different. Yeah. They're built different. Built different. They're built different. <laughs> He's him.
2: Somebody, somebody. 249, oh, 249 DGS on, on KMOX. X. So what's up with location services?
0: Okay, so the Wall Street Journal just wrote an article about the Life360 app, which is a way that people can track each other's locations and keep track of each other. And they surveyed a bunch of teenagers who use this service with their parents. 94% of Generation Z that was surveyed say that their life benefits from location sharing. Um, likely in due part to them having grown up with it from an early age. So they're so used to having their location tracked uh-huh. that at this point it's fine with them. Uh-huh. And they're they're uh, considered to be a more anxious generation than maybe millennials or Gen X or baby boomer, boomers just because of the world they've grown up in. And they're so used to having that instant connection that they really want, you know, the teens that were surveyed anyway said, yes, I want my location tracked. I want my parents to know where I'm at all the time. Wow. Which was so interesting to me because when I was 18 years old, if my mom could have tracked my location, I would have had a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just oh did not goodness. want that at all. Yeah. I've
1: been like, I'm leaving my phone at home tonight. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, I forgot my phone. So sad. That totally doesn't it tie into the story we just talked about a week ago about how those kids didn't grow up with the freedoms that we have. It leads to more anxiousness. And it's always, everything's been parent led for the last couple of generations, like you're going to its organized sporting event organized entertainment thing trick or treating is completely changed it's now we're going to go to the school to trick or treat or we're going to go to the strip mall or we're going to you know this trunk or treat thing like i do think Those things are tied together.
0: I I agree. And the Wall Street Journal said, Dr. Michelle Borba is a psychologist and an author, and she told the Wall Street Journal, the turbulence of Gen Z's adolescence spawned a mental health crisis that was only amplified by the pandemic, social media, and the 24-hour news cycle. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I believe it. And it's also a generation that has grown up with things like school shootings. Mm -hmm. So when when your mindset is that, like a never- (laughs) Would you ever, ever thought I mean you would never no. I, I would never it wouldn't have entered my mind. my mind and was that that wasn't how much of a thing was that for you guys
0: school shooting yeah I like
1: mean, when you were kids when, not, was not, Colin, not,
0: when was Columbine I think it was before I had the show like oh it was 99. in
1: the 90s 99. yeah yeah but 99. it wasn't
0: as widespread as it is now right yeah. it was
1: super that was the first yes. you know that we knew of
0: yeah Um. they're also uh, citing the fact that this generation of teens are closer with their parents than previous generations have ever been. I believe that, too. Yeah, I can see that.
2: And I think a lot of that is uh, parents of my generation have demanded it, (laughs) you know, like my mom and dad loved me, but they didn't have any interest at all in being my friend or, you know. Lots think- of conversations. I mean, yeah. it's just typical childhood. like they were my parents. I was the kid. When it was time to get in the back seat and go to ihop we did. Uh, we watched Bob Newhart together and ate ice milk from Kroger. But uh, Maureen and I have always been so close with the kids uh, not in an unhealthy way, but certainly in a uh forced is the wrong word, but we were definitely pushing the relationship.
1: Would you say habitual? Like it's a habit. Like when, you, based on all of this stuff we're talking about, you you are by nature spending more time with them to take them places, and as opposed to you just your parents being like, "Hey, time to go to school." It's, you go to school. Everything.
2: It's not this simple, but everyone listening will get it. Uh, from my generation, it was about the parents, and my generation of parenting was about the kids.
0: Yeah, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it does seem like this generation of parents lives. For and through their kids more.
2: 100% true. For the for better or worse. And I've always yeah. said it. The way to get a great parent is to take my generation and my parents' generation and average it out. They weren't engaged enough, I don't think. They were too whippy, I think. Too quick to grab the belt, I think. And I think my generation has been a bit too much of wussies and too concerned with our kids liking us and being buddies and if you if you mix those into a stew i think you got a pretty good parent mm-hmm. so maybe you can do that for yeah. real like your generation
0: yeah i mean that that's my plan is if i ever do have the privilege of having kids one day is like i want to be extremely close to them and i always admire you as a parent because of the way you are with your kids but i also want to You know, be the authority figure too at the same time. You know, and I I think that's probably a delicate balance to strike. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I'd I'd be curious to ask my kid about this, like what she how she perceived it because we were kind of that's what we were shooting for. Mm -hmm. We were shooting for we're not going to be exactly what our parents were, although our parents were pretty attentive and all that. But we're not going to be like your best friend either. You know, we're not just we're not trying to hang out with you on a Saturday night. You're you're free. You go with your friends. That's what you're supposed to do. But we're also not going to be as strict and impose the rules that are like our parents imposed on us on things that we didn't think were like like for example I, my daughter is an only child. We didn't I didn't have a different standard for a son or a daughter. It was standard for my child and we it wasn't well, we're going to be extra because she's a girl. It was going to be no, this is our kid. These are how this is how we think it'll work the best. Do you think I, you would have had you had a boy? I don't know. I, that's a great question. I don't know. I would hope not. I mean, there are reasons to be more concerned. I definitely was. Yeah. I mean, there are reasons to, though, right? I mean, it's understandable, but I wouldn't want that also to then limit her. Sure. If, that was, if I'm saying that yeah. correctly, like I don't want to restrict my daughter. I wouldn't want to and then be like, well, son, go do what you want. I would feel I would hope that it would be at least close to the same with maybe a few more conversations and then you
2: go back to people from my, my parents' generation, and I'm the baby by 11 years. Uh, so, so my mom's 96. My dad would be 97 now. Uh, and I'm not saying that th- my grandparents didn't love them or want them, but it was a real thing. Like, we need more farmhands. <laughs> Let's yeah. have more kids. We need someone to, like, milk the goats. <laughs>